What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the Fight Club. First of all, Fight Club, as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop a comment of your favorite fight and who you think is winning. And second club of Fight Clubs, if you didn't do any of that, to go fuck yourself. As always, uh, these is Paul, pick and win him, Concha, and I'm joined with... Hey, man, watch me take a bite out my motherfucking sandwich for everybody watching us on YouTube right now, because your boy Kev, water boys is boy, and we're going to be doing some big eating. It's UFC 282, man. Now, I'm not going to lie. My dog, my dog, Yuri Prohaska is hurt right now, so he couldn't make this fight. But to be that real, you know to say? I'm not going to hold up the division, which a lot of people wouldn't say. And I'm not saying, like, it's wrong to hold up the division. It's just not happening. saying Nagano or nothing. Hey, 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 you're not going to talk about my dog like that. But motherfucking, we got, what's how you say his name? Blockowitz? Jan Blockovitz. Blockovitz and Uncle Lion. And we got a couple more hitters out here. I don't think this is a, a stack every card, but there's enough hitters out here to really make this a problem. And then Robbie Lawler's injury or couldn't make weight or something, but he had to pull out. Morano is going to fill in for him for the Prozimbio fight. But we still got Darren Till on here, Patty the Batty, Bryce Mitchell, Taporia, Paul Roses, uh, Raul Roses Jr.'s UFC debut at only 18 years old. They already a featured prelim. Like, that's already good to stack. And as always, if you're listening, pour up, spark up, and enjoy what's about to come. Where you want to hey, start? No, I'm wearing the shirt. Why are you wearing the shirt, Kev? Because I could not find it for UFC Orlando last week. Because, you know, Orlando has a um, Space Center. Ooh. So, like, that was going to be one of my things. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to space, blah, blah, blah. To the moon. Oh, fuck it. We got lost in space. And we, we pulled up on UFC 280, man. 282. And I'm not going to lie to you, Paul. I don't care anybody says. This is going to be a great card. I feel like a lot of finishes are coming. Oh, I hope so. With the way these people are, like, fuck it. Let's just, let's just hop in it. Where, you want to start on the prelims here? We got to start some prelim talk. There's a couple of prelims on watch. Like, my dog, Joe Quinn Blackley. Like, that's where I, I, might, I that, that's actually where I was about to start off with is joking about. I, I might go pull up and watch him because I still haven't seen him win yet. I want to see my dog get a dub. Well, this is gonna be an electric fight because Joaquin Buckley. If you know anything about him, Southpaw performer got bricks for hands. Does he's the fucking built? And then first is Chris Curtis, who we saw at UFC London two, and he fought Jack Hermanson, and he was the one that flicked off Jack Hermanson in the middle of the fight. And uh, he had to have some words back and forth. And he was actually the co-main event of UFC London 2, where Patty was on the main card. Now Patty's the co-main event, and he's on the prelims. And uh, he had a funny-ass reaction to that. He was like, man, how do I go from co-main event to prelims? And then he was like, wait, hold on. I was co-main event in Patty's backyard. Never mind, Patty. You got it. You should. This is, a, this is karma or whatever. Like, this is all fair. Big against me. Yeah, so these are two great personalities. They're just going to have fun in this fight. But uh, Joquan Buckley, minus 165. Chris Curtis, plus 140. Should be a good fight. How do you feel this one? I'm taking my dog, Joquan Buckley, definitely. But if I was a betting man, I would definitely take Chris Curtis, plus 140, just off the fact that, yo, this fight can go either way. Yeah, I'm rocking the plus 140 underdog Chris Curtis. I was actually shocked he was the underdog, I I know they're both coming off losses, but I just feel like Chris Curtis has fought uh, some of the better competition. And like you said, it's a 50-50 fight, so I'm going to lean towards the guy who's at plus odds. No, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even like to do that beat Joe Quinn Buckley last. I didn't think he wasn't all that, but 
I'm rooting for my dog, man. I want to see him get a dub this week. Our next fight, we got Josine Rosenstruck, a.k.a. Mini Francis, as I like to call him, and then versus Christopher Dawkins. His brother got beat up last week at UFC Orlando, so maybe he gets a little bit of the revenge here. How do you like it, Kev? I did not like Dawkins in that fight against Curtis Blades. Don't get me wrong. Blades is that dude. But I really did not like how Dawkins was getting whooped. I'm a stand-up. I'm like, all week, people would tell me Curtis Blades wrestling. Curtis Blades, he's going to drop. Curtis Blades, he's going to get you to the ground. And I'm watching him throw hands. I'm like, oh, oh. Might have to recheck that. But, oh, no, man. Tell me more about their fighting styles. How did you people compare? Dawkins is, I mean, he was what people thought was decent on the feet. But his his resume, he's beat Olenek and Shabna Rapkov, or I can I can never say his name correctly. Apologize, but he's beat both of them. They're both in their forties. They're both have like over thirty fights in the UFC, and like people give him some credit for that. But then since then, like he he hasn't really beaten anybody. And I feel like Rosenstruck is just one of those people that you got to be good to beat him. Like he's only ever lost to like Gone Blades, fucking um Francis. Derek Lewis, and in the Derek Lewis fight, I felt like he was winning before he got knocked out. But like, so I, I like the, I like Rosenstrike in this fight, especially if Blades looked like a boxer against him. Rosenstrike's probably gonna knock his ass out in a similar fashion. And I just think at this point, I think both of the Dawkins brothers fucking stink. I don't think either no. one of them just need to be in the UFC right now. And what do you think the boys just hit the collect checks right now? I mean, he's only twelve and five, but it's not like he's young. Like maybe he is young, but when I look at him, he looks old as shit. I respect it. No cap. You know what's crazy right now? Before I put got my pick, the reek I dropped two hours ago, so it's popped up on my screen, and I'm just looking at myself with the thing, with my suit on, just like I'm just thinking about how good I did on the picks that week. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's the man with a plan. <laughs> Carried over this week. I will say on the stats, Rosen strike 2.8 significant strikes per minute to Doc is 6.5. So, like on paper, like I said, Doc is on paper coming into the Blades fight. I was like, he should win the stand up, but Blades is going to take him to the ground. We so maybe we see the, the reason why some people believe in Doc is this fight, but I don't believe so. I'm rocking with my mini Francis Rosen stroke. Doc is a favorite underdog plus 145. I didn't take the last underdog, so I'll take this underdog. Now I really like Rosen Strike. I'm captain, but I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take this underdog on this one. All right, let's see. And then the heavyweight, you know, the heavyweights have been fucking fun all year. So every heavyweight fight, I think, has yet to disappoint, except for the bla- uh, the Aspinall injury. But like, you can't you can't always expect that. On to our next fight, we have Raul Rosas Jr. versus Jay Perrin. And Raul Rosas Jr. just turned 18 last month, October. I believe the youngest fighter on the UFC card. He was 17 when he was on the Contender Series where he won and was, was already 6-0 and at 17 years old. And now he's uh, 18, and he's going to be the featured prelim on UFC 282. So before we even make our picks, it's like, that's just insane to think. Like He was born in 2004, and here he is. That's fucking insane. My brother was born in 2004. Like, but you forgot to mention the most important thing, bro. My dog is in a Mexicano. Yes, yeah, Mexican American. I thought some people could tell. Rosas? I thought that shit was white. 
know, it could have been um Cubano. You know the movies we have switching up. Yeah. But nah, man, this is gonna be a good fight because I just I finally get to see Brett because I seen a mean ass play of this motherfucker. Well, a mean ass clip of him fucking up some dude, and he he was um he did like a fake knee, like he knee he brought threw his knee up in the air. What the other one right there? He said he said mm-hmm. and then closed the distance on bro, and then on his way down he went for a shot, and I was like. And me coming from a high school wrestling background, like, chain wrestling is all you live for. So, like, to see somebody that can put those many moves together, because you know how I love Kobe just because he can punch and shoot at the same time. So, to see somebody to put that many moves together at that young age, you can literally get refined the craft of what you get good at, lose, get back, right? Like, there's so many things that you can do. I just wanted to watch his career, and I can say that I started right here at 282. Bantamweight got another hitter. That's crazy. Another hit. He's young. Like he can really, he can really win, 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 win. Run into like a old, run into Max Holloway, run into somebody crazy. That's probably like trying um, that's older now, but still trying to get right. Run into one of them, and then motherfucking Ooh, straight to the top. Yeah, like it's a wrap. Yeah, and um, so both fighters here, Jay Perry, and we haven't talked much on him, but they're both switch stance fighters. Bad, but like Rosa's is just a great. You said the chain wrestling, his, his groundwork, him able to get you to the ground is one thing. Where he already he already looks like he's super high level at, but his uh, they're able to submit you. Like he's not just looking to get you to the ground and ground and pound. Like he's averaging one submission per fight, and it usually only takes his one. So, like really, this the, the the it's all up for him from here. And he looks like the guy with the mentality of like I just want to fight. Like, like, yeah, he wants the money and everything that comes with it, but he seems like the guy who's hungry. You know, there's a young, hungry fighter. Damn, Bantamweight got another hitter. God damn. Bantamweight, yeah, that's not- so young. His picture, he's, his picture's not even on the UFC. Like, I'm looking at UFC 282 on my computer. He don't even have a fucking picture. He don't even have an icon. It's just a blank-ass screen. Wait, so Bantamweight, I think I got that wrong. That's not Max Holloway, the boys. That's Aljamain Sterling, right? Yeah, that's Sterling. I was I'd letting you go, but yeah, that's Sterling and then but that's your favorite division. Yeah, that is my favorite division. So like damn. So you tell me that might be my favorite fighter one day. Very potent. I mean Sugar Sean's in the division, Peter Yawn. Like he still he uh, Ricky Simone, Jack Shore. He starts to go through some hitters. Umar Nomega Medoff is in there. Don't worry, he's gonna make it to the top. He on his Luffy shit. El Mexicano. That's what he looks like. Fucking Luffy. That's what you gotta call a Luffy monkey, monkey D. Um, what's his first name again? Raul. Monkey D. Raul. <laughs> well, I'm rocking with Raul. Gotta pick my dog Raul. Minus two thirty, one of the biggest favorites on the card. But we had to hit on this prelims because it fucking stacks. Even coming for the early prelims, you got Tim Brown, Billy Quarantilo, Aaron Hernandez, Daniel Da Silva. All great fight. They would be either on a main card or a fucking prelim if it wasn't the 282 right now. So, question, right? So, before we get into the main event, before we get into the main card, how the fuck do the money lines work in UFC? Because, like, most of them be close. They be in the hundreds. When we watch football, we see, like, 300s, 400s. Yeah, like, even la- last week, it was, like, a minus 600. Or not last week, the week before, when it was, like, the minus, like 14-point spreads. Yeah, they're usually close 140 to plus one, like any anywhere from minus 105 all the way up to like plus 200. But like Rosas is a big favor going into this fight, and he's minus 230. 
Perrin's plus 190. So, like, to a lot of people, like, uh, if you're comparing it to football, the money lines are a lot closer because it is anything. Someone might land a punch and anything might happen. Um, but it's usually – that's why, I would, like, when boxing and UFC, if I see, like, a minus 500 or a minus 8, like, RDA was minus, like, 700 in his last fight. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, that's – like, you're telling me, like, you're guaranteeing this motherfucker's going to come in and whoop his ass and get out, basically. No cap. That's I mean, R- RDA did do that. He definitely showed up like a minus 700 fighter last week. <laughs> hey, but that's RDA for you. Like right but here, the biggest, question. we have a minus 300 coming up, at, and that's the main event. So, like, that's a big, that's pretty big in uh, fighting odds. And it's crazy because, like, in football, they really are big on those spreads. So, like, in the in, um, in UFC, you don't hear that shit. So, I don't be knowing who's the better one, like, who's everybody's expecting. I just be looking at their fight styles. Yeah, and the only spread really in the fighting is the over under on the rounds. Okay. On to the main card where we got five great fights. First, five. One, first one we got to talk Bryce Mitchell versus Illa Taporia. Bryce Mitchell plus one twenty underdog, fifteen and one against twelve and zero Taporia, minus one forty on the money line, and both of them are really shooting to the top in this featherweight division, like. You don't get this in other sports where you see two young people who could be t- contend contenders for belts fight so young in their career. No, damn, that's fine. And that's gonna be a good fight. People are start hating on this card, but I forget. But you introduced him incorrectly, Paul. You talking, Bryce? If you don't know, I don't mind telling you again. I'm from Arkansas. Mitchell, man, my dog, the only, the second person to ever hit the twister, and they go, oh, come on, man. He was talking about that, Bryce Mitchell. No, I don't got no, I don't got no Arkansas camo, but I got a million motherfucking military camos in this motherfucker. I, I gotta wear it like this. He thug nasty. I forget. Come on, man, my boy. I still think it's gangster. He looked it on Reebok. He said, Reebok. If y'all don't get me some camo shorts, I was like, oh shit, this nigga a problem. And he dropping music, bro. You didn't hear his rap song? He does not have a rap. Thug He's Nasty. Stopped. That's his name. That's his moniker, bro. Thug Nasty, bro. And I'm not going to lie. He fed the streets some heat. <laughs> oh, I'm shook. Don't let me find out my dog can spit for real. Hey, man, he was spit. I'm going to send you the link after this, bro. I wouldn't be shocked he walked out to his own song. Ah. I be thinking you can't get no more gangster, but then he gets more and more gangster. Like it's crazy. I fuck with dude along future champ. What weight? What weight class is he? Featherweight. He's in the Holloway and them boys. Yeah, it's hey, a tell vote. Tell vote. We got somebody for him soon. So, I wonder who you're gonna pick, Kev. Are are you riding <laughs> with your boy Bryce Mitchell, or is, is Taporia caught your eye here? They def. I'm telling you, every every show I watch today, every highlight reel, even they all brought him up like he's not no slouch type shit. Wow. <laughs> every time I had something to do, I I oh to Poirier, I'm on the phone. Oh, to, I got to use the bathroom. Oh, to Poirier, mute <laughs> mute. <laughs> like what the fuck? I gotta go. I had to go walk my cat while they was talking about to Poirier one at a time. But I couldn't tell you shit about to Poirier. But Bryce Mitchell is nice. The way that he um his 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 stand up is straight, and the fact that he can defend himself on the ground. How many submissions does he have all together? Uh, Mitchell. Yeah. 
Uh, give me one second. He has 15 and one, and out of his 15 wins, nine of them come via submission. That's insane. That's genuine. That's some real Charles Oliveira shit, damn near. Like, motherfuckers working on being up there in the submissions. He's the only person, he's the second person ever had a twisted. And, like, he's from Arkansas. Like, there's nothing out there. There are no crazy. He trains in the farms. He doesn't go to no gym. He trains in his, at his farm. He literally built this shit with his hands, too. Like, this motherfucker is the truth. He's a thug, nasty motherfucker. Like, it's just. Like that badass motherfucker belt. Like, if it wasn't so played out, I would say they'd have to give it to my boy right here because that's a badass motherfucker. See, I want to ride Mitchell for for because I fuck with my dude the long way, but I'm riding with Taporia because I Taporia I think can win the ground exchanges. I mean, Taporia has seven submissions on his twelve wins. Only one fight he's ever had ever went to the decision, so he usually finishes fights. And his only fight that went to decision was his UFC debut. So, uh, like, since then, three straight knockouts, first, first, and second round. He's been active. Where I know Mitchell fought this year also, but he hasn't fought in a minute. Like, he, his fight was a while back, whereas Deporio was just on the Volkov-Aspinall card earlier this year, I think in March. And uh, he, it really, this is another coin flip fight because it, it you're really just picking who you think can win those ground exchanges because they both excel at them and no one really knows who is the better ground fighter. So like it could come in and Mitchell just like raw dogs that motherfucker and he and he's winning all the ground exchanges. Or maybe to report that's why it's gonna be like that uh Zaryukian versus um I can't remember the other guy's uh, name, but Zaryukian that one fight where they were just straight up wrestling for fucking three five straight rounds. Wasn't on Sark, the dude that just lost on, last yeah, the dude week, who so. did, yeah, the one who just lost on the, the pay per view a couple of weeks back, Barbarina. No, not Barbarina. I, I'll, I'll get his name later, but again, this is gonna be a real good ass fight. I, I'm just gonna go someone separate from you so we can keep the separate picks, but just know if Bryce wins, I will, I will be lit with y'all boys. I'm gonna go take a shot. This bad Paul just disagreed off. This dude didn't root for Bryce, thug nasty. Hey, and I and Thug did just beat up Barbosa, and Barbosa, you know, the, he was out striking Barbosa on the feet. So maybe Bryce Mitchell is this legitimately that dude. Hey, bro, got some hitters in featherweight too, no? And then after this, do you think he gets a ranked opponent? Uh, I think I, mean, I think Tapori is ranked, but I think he's like fifteenth. I think he's barely in the rankings. So niggas is dang. I feel like that's a that's a good target on his back. Like he's number fifteen. Everybody wants to reach it. Everybody feels like they need to get the hit spot first. So that boy, my boy Thug Nasty gonna come through and say, "Now I'm 15. We gotta see though, because again, featherweight's another one of those stacked ass divisions. Crazy. What's Patty? Patty's weight. Patty's a, a lightweight. He had one fifty five. Next fight is the return of Darren Till at middleweight. To fight Drexus Duplexus, which should turn out to be it because they're both the stand up fighters. Uh, I know Darren Till can go to the ground, but he's not really a ground fighter, and we haven't seen him in forever. He you, he was the original Scouser before Patty, it was Darren Till out of Liverpool, and he and he was, I'm not afraid to get knocked out, I'll fight anybody. And he really would fight like that, and he that was when he was at his most dominating time. 
Then he got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal, I believe, and then he went on like a. Uh, then he got submitted by Derek Brunson in his last fight. Like he's on, he's on a losing streak, and he just hasn't looked the same since. He took a year or so, year and a half off to get his mind right. He said that he was legitimately afraid of getting knocked out again, and that's so crazy because he has one of the most famous mics ever. When he was like, "I'm not afraid to get knocked out," moment. So. For him to even say that, but now he says that he's overcome that and he's ready to fight again. Dries' Duplessis, though, he's coming off. He fought Brad Tavares back at the adesanya Cannonier fight, and it was a three. He went gladiator mode to start. Just put the hands on him and was just, like, pumping up the crowd with it while doing it. So that, this is going to be another good-ass fight. No cap. I was going to say, I remember Duplessis. Duplessis is a problem. But the longest shit, too. Darren Till, Darren Till is interesting. I want to see what I'm impressed really about and just off the fact, because he's something like him and Dan Hooker were two really respected motherfuckers. Like, when I first got into this, um, when I first got into this um, UFC shit, I'm really seeing, like, their name really got talked about a lot, but I've never seen him fight. Well, I've seen Dan Hooker now. But... Let me see. Oh, so this is his run when he came into UFC, Darren Till. 6-0 and entering the UFC. He beat um, Nicholas Dalby. Donald Cowboy Cerrone knocked out Cowboy in the first round. Beat oh, wow. Wonder Wonderboy Thompson in the. Oh, these are both main events where he knocked out Cowboy, and then he beat Stephen Thompson in a five rounder by unanimous decision to fight Tyron Woodley for the belt. He lost via submission to Woodley. Woodley is a great wrestler. He got him and got him on the ground. Then he gets knocked out by Masvidal. He gets a split decision win over Kelvin Gastelum. Loses to Whitaker gets submitted by Brunson. We haven't seen him since 2021. Mm. So usually I'm the first to scream. You don't get better by not doing something. But we just watched Stephen Wonderboy Thompson put out of the clinic. And don't get me wrong, you can say Kevin Holland's hand is broken. But Stephen Wonderboy, he looks fucking great. He like, did. Awesome. So I'm not going to say that this week. But I'm going against Darren Till because Duplessis is awesome. I smoked too much, so I can't remember what he did to Brandon last fight. But he was really doing him. Gladiator, and he just be throwing him, just hyping up the crowd. But I'm I'm taking Darren Till as the underdog here, just because Duplessis did do that to Tavares, but Tavares was like six inches shorter than him, five inches shorter on reach, whereas Darren Till can line up with him a lot better in height and reach. And I just think Darren, like where Duplexus is more of like a throwing volume and getting the points and like hurting you. Darren Till's like Wonder Boy, where he's more calculated and he's he's refined. He's a refined kickboxer. So I just think he's he's gonna be winning those exchanges. Might even get I but Duplexus doesn't seem like the guy to get knocked out. So I think it'd be like Till by decision. Let's see. I'm literally he just popped up on my screen. I'm watching him better. This nigga doing dope. This man is doing yoga right now. He might be a problem. <laughs> he might be a problem. <laughs> He's ch- channeling his inner Yiri. Oh, my gosh. And then our next fight, it was supposed to be Robbie Lawler. He pulled out. We have Santiago Prozimbo versus Alex Morano. Prozimbo is the favorite, minus 180. Morano plus 155. It is really a, a very similar fight. Both stand-up fighters. Both like to throw volume. Both pretty refined. Both took losses, have a lot of fights under their belt. It's another really good pick here. I, I'm kind of leaning toward Prozimbo because I haven't seen much of Morano, but I've seen Prozimbo fight, and he he's a dog. Like the boy does does like I know he lost. He both of his last fights were split decision losses, 
and one was to Michael Pierre, another one to Geoff Neal. Both really good fighters, also. So that's why I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Brazimbo. Like he's he's been close in all his fights. So like I can't count those losses. I think he won one of those fights, but I think this is time for him to right his wrong, especially with a late fill-in fighter. You never know how these could go, but I usually go with the guy who's been training for six to eight weeks. So he was supposed. This is a fight Robbie Lawler was supposed to go. In. Yeah. Would you have took Robbie Lawler if Robbie Lawler was the one fighting him? Because he didn't look bad. Did Robbie Lawler won his last fight, didn't he? Yeah. I I probably would have took Robbie Lawler in just because I I I think I doubted Robbie Lawler last fight and he proved me wrong and I I was so now I'm like okay I I fuck with you again. <laughs> we back on good terms now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you on Pazimbo just because off the, I want to see what these dudes got going on. I don't know nothing about him. Where's um Morano from? He's an American, but I'm not sure what his nationality is. But I know he's from America. I'm trying to see real quick for you. Uh, I'm trying to see who his last opponents were. Also, his uh he beat Smellsberger, an amnestician. Oh yeah, he beat Cowboy in the first round uh last year knockout. Sawanda Gall. He hasn't really fought much higher caliber opponents, whereas Prozimbo, he lost to our boy Ling Jiang in the knockout. He knocked out Neil Magny. He lost to Geoff Neil split decision. Like he he's fought high caliber opponents. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards him. I respect it. He knocked out Neil Magny. That's yeah, that doesn't come easy. On to the co-main event here. I wish I had the wig. Patty the Batty versus Jared Gordon here. Patty the Batty minus 260. Jared Gordon plus 210. Man, we just can't get enough of Patty the Batty. What's, uh, how do you feel here? Man, you know those wigs are going up in price. If he wins again, those wigs, those wigs are going up in price. Motherfucking. Oh, man, this is supposed to be a good fight just because Patty, Patty's nice. He's getting an up-and-ranking competition. I feel like after this, this is when he fights a ranked fighter next. And Josh Gordon is not terrible. Like he was over, or he wasn't telling off. There's telling us his story about how he overdosed and did all this shit, and like was going through it with drugs and shit like that. You know how he got raped and everything. So I was like, oh, because you know I'm a firm believer UFC is a, is a poor man's sport. Like whoever came, from, whoever remembers not whoever remembers where they got to go sleep at that night. Usually is the one is the one that's gonna win. Like Paeta, deeper. Paeta didn't want to go back to the motherfucking Brazil. Brazil not a champion, man. So he came left with that motherfucking belt. Same thing with motherfucking Leon Edwards. So I'm not saying it means it's them, but I'm just saying when somebody has the will, they they can they can they can manifest that. So that's what really fucked me up with this fight. Cause Josh Gordon isn't no slouch either. But you know, I love me some Patty the Batty. Great striker. He has sneaky judos, and then he can always catch you in a submission, like that standing on some. I don't know what. What do you call burn? Last, what do you call it? They call it last burn. I was ready for it. I was like, oh. Yeah, black belt at judo, black belt BJJ. Decent. The one thing that kind of he he got rocked in his UFC debut, and people were like, yeah, his chin is too high. He doesn't he doesn't tuck his chin. He throws wild shots, but he's slowly, I think, getting better with his striking. Where Jared Gordon, we've seen him get submitted once already or last year. Or was it earlier this year? I think it was earlier. You no, know, he yeah, no, he fought on the uh, uh, the Rob Font card. Yeah, he got submitted earlier this year. He he's coming off a win against Leonardo Santos, but I just you know styles make fights, and like if Patty gets him to the ground, which I think he will, I think Patty's gonna be able to submit him. But if Patty goes in there trying to be 
show out for the fans because he knows that everyone knows that boy loves his fans. He could get caught with a heavy one because Jared Gordon has we've seen him knock people out before. So it's not like he doesn't have heavy hands. Like he he can he can put some pressure on you if you if you're just trying to swing with him. We don't see him. Why do you think this do you think this is gonna be like a second, third round submission? How do you think this fight could really go? I think it depends on how Jared Gordon also because Gordon comes out and he can't stop the takedowns, it could be like a first, second round finish submission. But if he's stuffing some takedowns and Patty, because Patty's slowly getting tougher competition. And if, if we're, we got to see how he responds to this tougher. Like now, if he can't take him down, we got to see Patty do something else. We got, I, I see either a late round submission, like third, my bet would be like third round finish, a third round submission by Patty or uh, Patty to win by points. But it could like turn it. bad though, because if he doesn't get him down and Jared Gordon's winning the first and second round, because you know it doesn't look good when you're shooting like seven to eight takedowns and you can't get them. Yeah. So yeah, I think Jared Gordon is a true, and I really would pick him. I'm not gonna lie, to you. especially since we've been um we've been off on every pick. I would pick him, but nah, I like Patty. I think Patty can um get submissions, set up submissions in some very strange, strange situations. Like he can just he just needs to have the right placement. So me and I trust, yeah, I just trust Patty a little bit more on this fight. But I really could see Jared Gordon keeping on the feet and working Patty for two rounds, and then just Patty just looking crazy, frantic for the third. But they're coming in to knock each other out, though. Like Patty's not coming in for the decision. So I think if he can come in, if he comes in too hot, they can get humbled, slow down, and then really get right. All right, so we're both rocking Patty here. On to the main event. Well, this was co-main event, which turned into main event. And now for the vacant light heavyweight title, Jan Blachowicz versus Megalomed Ankalaev. Jan 29 and 9, Megalomed Ankalaev 18 and 1. Megalomed's the favorite, minus 300. Jan plus 240. How are we feeling here, Kev? Yeah, he's Polish power, uncontrollable, former champ, big dog. Big dog. <laughs> Big dog, you feel me? Yuri won the belt. He already trying to fight him in the on the way back to the locker room. Yuri he was, yeah, him. he was. He was right there in the stands waiting. Yuri blew a kiss at him, but he was ready. He was ready for war. You feel me? And the fight, the only fight I seen him fight, he fought um, who was it that broke there? Didn't somebody get hurt fighting him? Alexander Rocket. Yeah, Bird got hurt, so I haven't really seen too much from him. But he's a dog. But on the other hand, though. My boy, my boy, Ankalaev, 18 and 1. How many knockouts? Oh, let me see real quick. Um, For some reason, well, let me click on his profile. That's how that's how secret he is. We're talking Dagestan. 10 KOs on those 18 wins. His one loss is a submission to Paul Craig, where he was winning before he tried to mount Paul Craig. And Paul Craig reversed him and submitted his ass. Paul Craig doing Paul Craig things. But Akalaev is a problem for everybody in this division, in my opinion. Like, he's sharp, strong, fast. He is refined. My, I love Michael Med. I thought he would be fine for the belt. I didn't think it would come this soon. There's some injuries that had happened for him to get here. But 
There, his biggest gaping hole, in my opinion, is this: we haven't seen him on his back. We've never seen him actually get taken down, held down, and it's because they usually put him up against either someone so far in competition below him that it's just a, a first round finish, or is against somebody who doesn't usually like uh, Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos, remember that fight? Tiago Santos was uh, was shooting the takedowns, was getting takedowns. Megumet is able to get back up. And Tiago Santos is a striker, pure striker, like never. So Jan can, is way better wrestler than him. So, like, I think Megumet can win. He's the better striker. But, like, his only two, like, the fight before that, o- Oza Demar. Oza Demar, a kickboxer. He won in a, a, a Nikolov Kreoff, a striker. Like, he fought in strikers. Now this be Anthony Smith was the not a he he can do it all, but Anthony Smith also broke his leg in the first round and had to fight off his back, and the fight got called in the second round. So we never really got to see him go up against that. So I this is gonna kind of odd because I think Yawn as this big of an underdog, I like Yawn because I if Yawn comes in with the game plan of like, hey, Tiago Santos was able to take this guy down. I'm way better at wrestling than him. Like all you gotta do is do what I do to, did to Izzy to him and Izzy I think is a way better kickboxer than Megumet so it's a game plan it's a a game plan we've seen before that he's taken and I think we we might see it again and at plus 240 I really like Jan here even though I was I'm a huge Ankalaya fan and I just styles make fights and if Jan really comes in with that game plan I think he's gonna win but maybe Megumet's been working on that I don't know Damn, why'd you do that? Why you did that? That boy, that boy made the greatest point I've heard in a while. And I've been listening to a lot of motherfuckers today. Motherfucking, I can just do what I did to Izzy to him. Take his ass down and leave him there. That's crazy. And Izzy is 20 pounds lighter, but when it comes to this, who's the better kickboxer? Izzy's the better kick. He's a the former kickboxing champion of the world. Like he's way better boxer, a kickboxer than Megaman and Goliath. I can't say way better, but he he there's levels to it, and Izzy's on a different level. That's crazy. So that's a nice bet right there. Please, please put money on my boy Yon because Yon has a bitch, and he's coming to fight a former champion. He has a five round experience, and his fight with Glover was close. Yeah, it was. It was a good fight. Yeah, so, like, he really is coming in and he feels like this belt should be his anyways. He feels like he would have beat the fuck out of Yuri. How sloppy Yuri, even Yuri agreed that he was fighting sloppy that fight. So, I would take Yan, but I'm going to just think. We've been we've been off on a lot, so let's go. I'm going to take Ankalaya. But Yan as an underdog at 240 is a um, major look. But sometimes Vegas knows something, man. One thing, the, the reason why I was hanging on this to, for the vacant belt, I know they kind of have to fight for it because they are next in line, was because Megumet's coming in here off of Anthony Smith's broken, breaking his leg in his fight, and he gets the win. And then Jan's coming off of him beating Rocket, and Rocket was winning the fight, and he broke his leg, and Jan ends up winning that fight. So it's too late. I don't think this has ever happened in UFC before, where both people are coming off of wins where their opponent broke their leg in the, in the fight. And now they're fighting for the vacant That's belt. Crazy. And now they're fighting for the vacant belt because the other guy broke Yuri broke something and needs surgery. That's fucking crazy. Injuries is a motherfucker. Yeah, but, but shout out to Yuri though, because he could have been a hoe. But he he said, Here, take the belt. 
I'm gonna get healthy. And I'm gonna come back for it. You think when he comes back, he's gonna straight for the belt, or he's gonna get a fight and then the belt? I think that's gonna be up to Yuri because Dan and White, I think, is gonna do him a solid. I think because what he's doing, Dan and White, is solid by not holding things up. Where when he comes back, Dan and White's gonna fuck with him and be like, "Are you good to go for the belt?" Right? Like especially if Glover wins the belt, but like, you're ready for Glover Yuri too. And then if, even whoever has the belt, but you want that off rip. And if he's like, no, nah, I need one fight to get my body right, and then I want it. I feel like Dan is gonna give him the option since he's did him a favor by giving him giving up the belt like immediately for when it happened. Yeah, that's actually fire as fuck. And then like, and it was perfect timing. Even if you thought about it a little bit, this fight would have passed by. Or one, not fight would have passed by. It had to happen because because they had to um do it. But like this fight would have passed by. But he said, nah, y'all can have it. So I respect that boy Yuri for that. And. It would be a great card. I really hate when people is making it seem like it's lackluster. Yeah, no, people are hating. It's it's what do we call them? The casuals. The casuals. I'm a casual. Don't get me wrong, but like I at least listen to other. I listen to listen to all non-casuals talk about this shit. Yeah, and a lot of casuals won't even know people in the prelims. So I think I think you're good. For, uh, like, so you're good. Okay. Okay. I do know a few things. A few individuals. All right, Kev, I think that's – I think we covered uh, – yeah, we literally covered the car for everybody. We made our picks and everything. Wait, this was a fun car. It's going to be a fun car to watch, man. I'm going to try to watch the whole thing. I'm probably going to fall asleep, wake up, and it's going to be motherfucking in the car. But I'm also thinking about taking this one to Dave & Buster's so that way I know I'll be awake. But it's going to be – that's a long time at Dave & Buster's. So I might watch the prelims at home and then watch the main car at Dave & Buster's. All right, and just to double check with everything, run it down real quick for everyone that just skipped ahead to the end. Curtis, I got Chris Curtis. You got Joquan Buckley. I got Rosen Strike. You got Chris Dawkins. We both got Raul Roses Jr. I got Taporia. You got Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. I got Darren Till. You got Duplexis. We both got Prozimbo. We both got Patty. And then in the main event, I got Jan, and you got Megalmed. That's crazy. I don't think you had this many disagreements before, but I feel like we don't usually cover this many fights. It's been a minute, but like I said, like we're covering this many fights, and we can't stress this at home for everyone listening and watching. Like this is gonna be a great ass card. Like even for the fights we didn't name for the early prelims, like tune in for those. I just did see a name or two on the early prelims, but I'm like, that's crazy. What was that time? That's not like one o'clock. So what time does this card start? Early prelims, six o'clock Eastern time. Main card, ten p.m. Eastern time. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, hey man, that's UFC two eighty two for you, man. Where's it at? We are going to Las Vegas T-Mobile Arena. My shout out, my dad's friend. He's actually gonna be there. He won tickets and uh, free tickets, and he's gonna be at this event. Bro, I'll do anything to go to an event in Vegas. But, hey, man, that's been the episode for you, man. This has been UFC 282 coming from the Totally Blitz Fight Club, you feel me? Make sure you drop a like and a comment. If not, don't forget to go fuck yourself. But in the meantime, we going to let you know that this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm in this, my name is Kevin Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the Speed Fight Enthusiast. We got Paul Pickham with the Concha, a.k.a. the Drunk Gambler, man. And this has been... UFC 282 preview catches on the picks. We got some boxing fights going on, and we always have the NFL going, man. And make sure you check that dash, young man right there on the week 13 recap to that boy clean. 
and we'll catch you on the next one. But wait, I almost forgot to tell you that you's a bitch. We've been on that rock star regimen, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not bad.